my lovelies and welcome back to Listen Closely. I am your host Bobby and again we are without John this week. He is working really hard with Mr. Jason at Halls of Horror to make sure that it is ready and just amazing for all of you. They only have I believe two weeks until opening weekend and so they are working super hard to make sure that it is the absolute very best They text me here and there and tell me this room's ready, that room's ready. I have not gone back in a couple of days and quite honestly, I'm not sure if I will because they got some stuff going on over there. If you haven't already, make sure you are following Halls of Horror on Facebook. You can find them by searching Halls of Horror or at Halls of Horror SDP, all one word. You can also check out his website, hallsofhorror.com, for ticket information, what weekdays they will be open, as well as getting your hands on some of those VIP tickets that include the brand new escape room. He's never done it before. This is the first year. I'm telling you, you do not want to miss out. And if you do go, please let him know that Listen Closely sent you. For this episode, we are actually going to be talking about a place in Beaumont, Texas, So that is literally in my backyard. It is about 30 minutes away by vehicle. This house has the distinction of being one of the first two-story homes, one of the first made with milled lumber, and one of the first painted homes in the area. So it is a home that is definitely the like creme de la crop. I mean, it's one of the oldest houses we have in this area, or in Beaumont, shall I say. And that is, of course, the John J. French home. The John J. French home was built in 1845, and yes, it is all of the things I just said. Now, I do want to real quickly touch on the person that the house is named after. Of course, that would be the original owner, which is Mr. John J. French. Mr. John J. French was born December 20th, 1799 in New Haven, Connecticut. He and his wife, Sally Munson French, raised a family in Beaumont in this house. Mr. French was a tanner, a merchant, and an early settler of the Republic of Texas. He is also said to have had one of the largest and first rice farms in the area. And if you know Beaumont, and you know that we have a lot of rice. In fact, some may or may not know, depending on if you're from this area, but Duguay's rice is actually from Beaumont, Texas. So the first thing I want to touch on with this uh, family is one of the lures that uh, John Jay's daughter, Electa Jane, apparently had one day displeased her father. I'm not too sure what exactly happened to make him so angry, but he ended up actually disowning her. And supposedly he drew a line through her name in the family Bible and wrote next to it, died at birth. We're not really too sure what exactly happened to her or if, you know, the story is true. All efforts done to locate her have turned up pretty empty. So we're not too sure if supposedly he did have this daughter and he did like cross her name out or if she really did just end up dying at birth. The Bible in question is at the John J. French Museum 
yes, this house is now a museum and that Bible is on display, although you cannot actually touch it. It is behind a plexiglass, so that way, you know, the oils and stuff on our hands will not deteriorate this anymore. But the house itself has been fully restored back to its amazing glory for this museum. So that's just a really small little nugget of lore for this family and house. But the real one I want to talk about is of a carpetbagger named Charlie Yank. Now, when I say carpetbagger, there are a few different definitions. Uh, It is actually a derogatory word. And in the sense that I'm saying, it is a person from the northern states who went to the south after the Civil War to profit from Reconstruction. So, you know, after the war, there was a lot of damage that happened. And so he wanted to kind of make a profit on the reconstruction. So let's get into the mysterious tale of Charlie Yank. So what Charlie Yank did is he would enter people's homes under the ruse that he was a person who could fix clocks and was a clock tinkerer. So he would go into their homes, but what he actually ended up doing was robbing each of the homes that he would visit. How he did this is, you know, he would go in, fix their clocks, or say he was fixing their clocks, kind of scope out the area, and then later on, during the cover of darkness, is when he would actually return to do the robbery. Now, the people of Beaumont did eventually start to put two and two together, you know, that everywhere this man was fixing clocks, it ended up they would get robbed. So they did put it all kind of together. And because of this, he knew that, you know, basically the jig was up. He did not have very much longer in Beaumont. You know, the scam was over. They were catching on. But he wanted to do one last big job before he actually left the area. He had heard a rumor that the French family actually had a very large sum of gold in their house. Now, this is because Mr. French traded with the local Native Americans in the area, and it is said that those Native Americans paid him in gold. Now, the rumors around town were that Mr. French actually kept this gold in a chest in the attic. Now, again, they were on to Charlie Yank's game as far as the clock tinkerer, so he knew he couldn't use that ruse anymore. So what he did is he enlisted the help of one of the old servants to kind of help scope it out and so he can get a lay of the area. Now this servant agreed. Like he was like, yes, I will help you out. And he acted like absolutely nothing was, you know, suspicious at all. Like he was fully on board. But what Charlie Yank didn't know is that the servant was actually very loyal to the French family. And so he actually went back and told them of the plan. So, Mr. John J. French's boys, John J. Jr. and David French, decided that they were going to put a stop to this. So, what they did is they got their parents far away from the house so that way that they wouldn't be harmed. The boys ended up hiding in one of the back bedrooms, fully loaded with a little bit of a help. So, like, they didn't do it by themselves. They did have a few local men with them, but they definitely were loaded and ready and they waited. Unfortunately for them, Charlie Yank actually never showed up and a couple of days ended up going by and they thought, well, okay, maybe he got cold feet. He decided not to do this. You know, the people of Beaumont were catching on. So he heard about this gold, had a plan, but then decided I'm not going to risk it. I'm just going to go on. And so they really did think that he left. 
However, it was the servant that spotted him a couple days later and, you know, said, here he comes, like, get ready. And they were definitely ready. So Charlie Yank came up to the door and followed through with the plan. So the plan was he had a very secretive knock that he was going to do on the door. And that was to alert the servant that it was indeed Charlie Yank there for the gold. Now, Charlie wasn't, you know, a complete dummy. He did have a gun as well. It just in case, you know, something didn't go as he had planned. So the servant let him in. And he went up into the attic and he actually belly crawled. I'm not too sure why he belly crawled. I guess it was a little bit easier. Well, not easier, but quieter, shall I say? As to, you know, just footsteps. Because you know how it like creaks and cracks and stuff. But maybe he was able to evenly distribute his weight that way. And that's what he was thinking. I'm not too sure. But that is the story is that Charlie Yank belly crawled up to the attic stairs. Unfortunately for Charlie... The local men and the French boys were very near, like they were just a few steps behind him, but far away enough that they were not detected. So Charlie had absolutely no idea. So, you know, he went up these stairs, he turned the corner, you know, saw that the chest was there. So he went to the chest because, you know, that is the story is the gold is in this chest. So he went up to the chest and he opened it, you know, ready to see that beautiful gold and there was nothing. So, of course, confused, Charlie Yank exclaims, there's no gold here. Like, what? I've heard these rumors and it's just not there. What is going on? Well, one of the boys in the other party made a noise. He, I'm not too sure if he might have lost his nerve or, again, with it being some stairs, maybe a creak happened. But he made a noise, which alerted Charlie Yank. So, Charlie quickly turned Fired his gun, didn't hit anything as far as I know. But of course, when one shot's fire, then a whole rain of bullets happened. So the boys ended up firing back and shot Charlie Yank. Charlie Yank was hit a few times. He took a couple steps forward and then he just like collapsed on the ground. So after all this was done, they did go end up getting the parents, brought them home. I mean, it's their house. So they brought them in, showed them. And the mother, Sally, was like, you know what? I don't want anything to do with this. I don't want, you know, the family tied up in this because they were a very prosperous, you know, well-known family in this area. And she was like, "Uh uh-uh, I wash my hands of this. I don't want anything to do with it. Like, just get rid of it. Like, get rid of the body. Like, I don't want any part of this. I don't know know what happened to him. You know, as far as what you do with him, I just want to be left out. But she did definitely want him off of the property like that's she wanted to be left out of it but she wanted him to be off the property again this is a very wealthy family a you know well-known family and yes they might have taken care of a problem that you know Beaumont was having she still wanted nothing to do with it nothing is really known as to what exactly happened to Charlie Yank where he is whatever happened to the body but the servant ended up did telling the story to the younger French generations, so like the grandchildren and things like that. When he told the story, he would always tell them that Charlie Yank was buried with his eyes still open. So the big question is, is the John J. French house haunted? I don't know. I mean, he did pass away. Charlie Yank passed away there on the property, but is it haunted or is it just simply a 
lore. You know, one of the old stories told of this family. Sadly, Mr. John J. French Sr. did end up passing away September 2nd, 1889 and was buried in Merkel, Texas. And yeah, I mean, I don't really know if there ever was a large amount of gold there. It's just one of those you'll never know. You can, though, go visit the John J. French Museum. It is located at 3025 French Road in Beaumont, Texas, 77706. You can go to 